This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, January 19th. Brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. Good morning, I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. A big gulp from sites. Hartado solidifies victory. Farm groups sue over new WOTUS and good news on food inflation. How much flood water would sites collect? The answer, a lot. If the proposed sites reservoir were up and running, it would capture about 380,000 acre feet of water through February 15. That according to project proponents. That amounts to just 4% of the total water flowing through the Sacramento-San Joaquin Delta into the bay. But it is enough to supply 2 million Californians with drinking water. In just the first two weeks of January, it would have captured 120,000 acre-feet. The estimates incorporate extra water releases from the reservoir to support fish populations. Now keep in mind, sites is scheduled to begin construction late next year and start operations in 2030, but the Water Commission may not award final approval for Prop 1 funding until 2027. The first Prop 1 project up for approval is a groundwater recharge project that will absorb flood water from the Kasumnas River to reuse for irrigating 16,000 acres of farmland. The site is close to devastating flood earlier this month that left two people dead following levee breaks. Shepard concedes to Hurtado. More than two months after Election Day, Republican opponent David Shepard admitted defeat to Senator Melissa Hurtado in a tight race for a new Bakersfield district. A recount in four counties brought seven more votes for Shepard, narrowing Hurtado's victory to the just 13 votes. Shepard said the recount still, quote, uncovered blatant mismanagement and inconsistencies in vote-counting procedures. Hurtado's campaign team countered that it was attempting to undermine the will of voters. Enviros make climate case for cutting pesticides. Pesticide Action Network North America, or PANA, has issued a new report detailing their reasoning for the Air Resources Board, or CARB, to regulate climate emissions from pesticides. The group calls for cutting pesticide use and toxicity in half just in seven years and by 90% in 2050. It dovetails with the European Union's farm-to-fork strategy, similar to CARB's climate scoping plan. PANA wants to convert 30% of agriculture to organic by 2030. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak West after this. When you work with Robo AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.roboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision. Bravo, AgriFinance. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. Lawsuit. New WOTUS claims staggering amount of land. 
The legal battle is on over the Biden administration's new waters of the U.S. rule. Some major farm groups joined with the oil, real estate, and construction sectors to file a lawsuit seeking to block implementation of the rule that redefines the jurisdiction of the Clean Water Act. The lawsuit, filed in the Southern District of Texas, alleges the rule extends federal jurisdiction to, quote, a staggering range of dry land and water features, whether large or small, permanent intermittent or ephemeral, flowing or stagnant, natural or man-made, interstate or intrastate, and no matter how remote from or lacking in a fiscal connection to actual navigable waters. The plaintiffs include the American Farm Bureau Federation, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, the National Corn Growers Association, the American Petroleum Institute, the Associated General Contractors of America, and the National Association of Realtors. Now keep in mind, the Supreme Court is currently considering a case that could force the Biden administration to modify the new WOTUS rule. Wholesale food prices ease. Consumer relief ahead? Well, there's some good news on inflation when it comes to food costs. Wholesale prices fell a half percent in December, helped in part by broad declines in food commodities. The decline in the producer price index could be a sign of some stabilization to come in the supermarket prices. Wholesale prices for eggs continue to rise, soaring more than 24% last month. Beef prices up as well. But those foods were largely the exception. While inflation is still too high, things are moving in the right direction, according to Jared Bernstein. He's a member of the White House Council of Economic Advisors, as he spoke with AgriPulse. Bernstein notes that wholesale poultry prices Prices are down even though egg prices continue to rise as a result of the avian flu outbreak. So what's ahead? Well, Joe Glauber, a former chief economist at USDA, who's now with the International Food Policy Research Institute, says it's going to be some time before we get back to the historic inflation rate for food at about 2% a year. If we see moderation in food prices, that will be towards the second half of the year, he said, at a briefing for members of the North American Agriculture Journalists. USDA is forecasting supermarket prices to be up 3 to 4%. Proposed foreign ownership restrictions popping up in states. Members of some 13 state legislatures have introduced or plan to introduce bills to restrict foreign ownership of land to some degree. The bills range from restricting foreign adversaries from purchasing agriculture production land to creating state-level boards that function similarly to the Committee on Foreign Investment in the U.S., According to the National Agriculture Law Center, the states where bills are in play are Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, North Dakota, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Virginia, Washington, and Wyoming. Names of Dietary Guidelines Advisors, they're due out today. The Department of Health and Human Services is officially kicking off the process for developing the next version of the Dietary Guidelines for Americans. The guidelines are supposed to reflect the most up-to-date, scientifically grounded advice for how Americans should eat. Today, HHS plans to announce the members of the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee and began accepting registration for the committee's first meeting on February 9th and 10th. HHS also is beginning a public comment period that will be open until late 2024, while the committee holds meetings and considers the scientific questions 
missions prioritized by HHS and USDA. The advisory committee will have 15 to 20 members. The new guidelines are due out by 2025. All the information will be available at www.dietaryguidelines.gov, HHS says in today's Federal Register notice. Finally, here's today's She Said It. We've learned during the pandemic the challenges that we faced with our supply chain issues, which were widespread throughout agriculture, were exacerbated in organic agriculture. That allows for even more opportunities for fraudulent products to come to the market because of desperate need for products everywhere. That Representative Shelley Pingree, the main Democrat, USDA on Wednesday releasing a final rule to increase enforcement of the department's organic standards. The 18 Farm Bill mandated many of the changes formalized in the final rule. Pengry says additional measures could be added to the next Farm Bill. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, January 19th. Brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.